Welcome to the Amber Show podcast. I'm sorry, my last podcast, uh, there was a glitch, so I'm going to do it all over. I'm right here for you. I'm just trying to let uh, you hear this music, because let's brighten up the night. Let's put a little funk with it. So much stuff going on in this world right now. Bop your head. Bounce a little bit. Get some wine, some champagne, some beer, some tequila, some vodka, some water. Sit down, relax, and let's talk about what's going on in the world. We're going to do that first and get all this seriousness out of the way, and then we're going to have conversation about how to make this work for us under these circumstances with the coronavirus. First thing I want to do though, I want to give you real information. I know that so many of you are being bombarded like I am with so much different information. There's so much information out there that no one can really tell you what's real. You know, it's just like everything is on us. So, I know you're getting emails, you're getting text messages, you're seeing stuff on Facebook, on Instagram, on all the social medias, on Twitter, and your head is spinning about this coronavirus. So what I'm going to do is, I'm going to educate you the truth from a report from the Imperial College who specifically are specialists for the COVID-19, the COVID-19 virus. So I'm going to start by sending you uh, this information, letting you know this actually can be read. Uh, The Imperial College report on COVID-19, it led to an extreme measures uh, that we're seeing now in the United States. Uh, You can read it if you want to go online and read it. Uh, I'm going to give you the information firsthand right now. I want to let you know uh, now that it's terrifying. So you might want to take a sip or so. So uh, here it is. The Imperial College team plugged infection and death rates from China, Korea, Italy uh, into epidemic modeling software. And they ran a a simulation what happens if the United States does absolutely nothing. If we treat COVID-19 like the flu and go about our business and let the virus take its course, here's what would happen. 80% of Americans would get the disease. 0.9% of them would die. Between 4 and 8% of all Americans over the age of 70 would die. 2.2 million Americans would die from the virus itself. Now it gets worse. People with severe COVID-19 need to be put on ventilators. 50% 50% of those on ventilators still die. 
but the other 50% live. But in, in an unmitigated epidemic, the need for ventilators would be 30 times the number available in the United States. Nearly 100% of these patients die. So the actual death toll from the virus would be closer to 4 million Americans. This is in a span of three months. We're talking about by July. 8 to 15% of all Americans over 70 would die. How many is 4 million people? Okay, I'm going to give you, I'm going to let you know. It's more Americans than that have died all at once from anything ever. More from the World Trade Center. Uh, It's four times the number of Americans who died in the Civil War on both sides combined. This is serious, people. It's two-thirds as many people as died in the Holocaust. Americans make up to 4.4% of the world's population. Now listen to what I'm saying. If we extrapolate these numbers to the rest of the world, this gives us 90 million deaths globally from the coronavirus in just three to six months. 15 holocausts, 1.5 times as many people as died in all of World War II. Now, of course, countries won't stand by and do nothing, so the Imperial College team ran the numbers again, this time assuming a mitigation strategy. All symptomatic cases in the United States in isolation. So families of those cases quarantined all Americans over 70 social distancing. This mitigation strategy is what you've seen a lot of people talking about when they say we should flatten the curve. Try to slow the spread of the disease to the people most likely to die from it to avoid overwhelming hospitals. And it does flatten the curve, but not nearly enough. The death rate from the disease is cut in half but it still kills 1.1 million Americans all by itself. The peak need for ventilators falls by two-thirds, but it still exceeds the number of ventilators in the United States by eight times. That leaves the actual death toll in the United States at right around two million deaths. The population of Houston, Texas, okay? Uh, Two civil wars, one-third of the Holocaust. Globally, 45 million people die. 7.5 Holocaust, three-fourths of World War II. That's what happens if we rely on mitigation and common sense. Finally, the Imperial College team ran the numbers again. Now, this is assuming a suppression strategy. Isolate, quarantine, Social distancing for the whole population, all public gatherings, most workplaces shut down, schools, universities closed. Suppression works. The death rate in the United States peaks three weeks from now at a few thousand deaths, then goes down. We hit but don't exceed the number of available ventilators. The nightmarish death tolls from the rest of the study disappear. But here's the catch. If we ever relax, suppression before a vaccine is administered to the entire population, coronavirus comes right back and kills millions of Americans in a few months, the same as before.
after the suppression, after that period ends in July, we could probably lift restrictions for a month, followed by two more months of suppression in a repeating pattern without triggering an outbreak or overwhelming the ventilating supply. Staggering breaks by city could do a bit better. This, if you don't understand what I just said, please listen to it again. It's terrifying. It's real. That's why when I say people are ignorant, when they say ignorant things like, oh, it's only killing a certain amount of people. Uh, This is what they're saying, right? You know, what they were saying before this information that I just gave you brings it to light and lets you see what's really happening, the real deal. But they say, oh, only a certain amount of people are going to die from it. Only a certain amount of people are going to die. But what does that mean when you say that? The certain amount of people or you give statistics that are not real statistics because statistics change by the second. So when you're saying only a certain amount of people die, you could be that person. You could be that statistic. Someone you know, love can be that statistic. Those are real people, those statistics. They, their lives affect someone. It could be you. It could be me. So stop saying how what you think is just a little bit of people dying. These are real people that are dying. But now with this study that has come out, it's showing where we're going. Because if you are not isolating yourself, if you are not distancing, distancing yourself, we're never going to get rid of this virus. And millions and millions of people will be affected. Millions of millions of people will die. And it will just continuously repeat itself until we get a cure. If you're getting on an airplane now, if you're getting on a train now, if you're getting on a bus now, traveling out of town, you could not only be killing yourself or making other people sick, but you're make and make or making yourself sick. It's ridiculous. It's ignorant. Don't do it. Let me explain this. You need gloves. You need a mask. You need to distance yourself when you're out and about. If you're going to be around people. Recently, I was in the drugstore. I had to go pick up a medication. I had my mask on. I had my gloves on. And look. A lady was in front of me who was being serviced already. I stood so far away from her once she was finished and they had finished servicing her. The the lady behind the counter went to walk away and I had to scream, no, I'm next. That's how far away I had distanced myself from the lady who was waiting to be serviced and was being serviced. I was not close to her. You don't know who has traveled who has been in contact with someone who has the coronavirus? You can't look at them and tell. And just recently I heard yesterday that it was a group of people from Colorado who went to a conference. There were like 250 people. Those 250 people went back to wherever they lived in the other states and countries that they lived in and they took the virus back with them. So now... People are wondering, is this airborne? Now, 
the virus specialists are actually looking into that. They don't know. You have to, in your home, isolate yourself. This is what they want us to do. This is what's happening in China, in Italy. Uh, China uh, got a hold of it quickly and uh, have isolated themselves and their numbers have come down. Italy waited too long. Um, They have completely isolated themselves, but uh, they still have an alarming rate of people who already had it. When you're living in a household with people right now, because this is a whole different world now. Isn't this crazy? Like this time two months ago, we were living our, our normal lives and moving about, working, loving, living, eating, shopping. And now everything has changed. And this change is serious. If you are living in a household with other people, everybody has to be on the same page. Because if I'm in the house and I don't go out and say, you go out. If you don't have on your gloves, if you don't have on a mask, when you come back in, you are possibly bringing the virus in the house and I didn't even go out. It's not even my fault. Everybody has to sit down in their homes and say, well, look, we'll all wear masks when we go out. We'll all wear gloves when we go out. We will all distance ourselves from people. When we come in, we will all keep our hands washed. We will always, we will all wipe down surfaces. We will be cognizant of the life of each person in our household. You don't need company right now. If you're going to have company, that company should isolate with you. And then you both have to be on the same page. You can't, one person can't go out and have masks on, another person have on gloves, not gloves, and come in and back and forth and you're all just bringing in something that you don't even know what's coming in because you can't see it. So everybody has to be on the same page. You have to sit down with the people in your home, those that have to go out, uh, you know, and, and then you can go outside. It's not like you can't go outside, but you have to distance yourself from people when you are outside. If you want to go running in a park, do your walking, running, exercising, sit outside, get your vitamin D, things like that. I'm talking about when you're around people. You cannot be on a plane full of people. You cannot be on a bus full of people. You can't be on a train. I'm talking about traveling to other states or whatever, or or trying to get to other countries. You're possibly infecting other people and yourself. We have to be isolated and distance ourselves in order for this to stop. That's the only way we're going to be able to do it. And then you still have to wait for... A cure. The cure could be 18 months, a year. Look how long it took for them to find something to stabilize AIDS, SARS, the measles, chickenpox, Ebola, everything. Scientists are working on this feverently, but we have to play our part. You can't go on emotions. You have to go on logic in order to save our world.
save the people next to you. Now, if you can't, you know, gloves are, are have, I already heard that gloves are, um, can't find gloves, you can't find um, masks anymore. If you have not already stocked up on gloves or masks until uh, the stores have restocked them then, and you can't order them online or whatever, then wear regular gloves. Wear a pair of winter gloves. Buy a pair of winter gloves. Put a scarf around your face. Wash that scarf when you get it back home. Then put it back around your face. It doesn't have to be a thick scarf. Same scarf you used to tie your head up with. Put some... Protect... Not just yourself, but you got to protect other people. This is the only way that we're going to be able to stop this virus. This is real. This is a very terrifying situation that has happened to us uh, in this lifetime. Um, I want to stress that you call, email, and text uh, the the elderly people that you know are in your lives. Um, call just anybody that's in your life. You know, call them, text them, email them. There's many things you can do on social media to keep in contact. Uh, with those that you care about and you love, rather than going trying to infect them or they infect you. Um, So be cognizant of um, our fellow man. Um, uh, My good friend, best friend, uh, for since I was 17 years old, Debbie. uh, Her name's Debbie Woods. Brilliant uh, lady. Brilliant. We went to college together. She graduated cum laude, University of Detroit. We went to it together. And she always hustled. When I say hustle, she got, she would get into anything she could get into. She's been, you know, a lesion between uh, car dealerships. She's been an airline stewardess. She's been a bartender. She's been a, a home attendant. Um... She's been in marketing, advertising, sales. Uh, she owns many of her own companies where she had a delivery service. She competed with the FedEx with her own service delivery. So she and I were talking and we were talking about the virus and everything and how it will it has impacted businesses because, you know, if your, if your job told you that they're giving you two weeks off for right now, they, that's not necessarily true the, you might not never get to go back anytime soon and if businesses are losing jobs they can't pay you so they can pay you for these next two weeks they can't pay you for two years you don't know how long this virus is going to last their businesses people are losing businesses large corporations are losing money small mom and pop businesses are are, are going to go under this has affected everything um you won't be able to get unemployment forever uh so the president this president I don't even call him a president, but number 45 says he's going to give give up you know they, they have this stipend that they're going to give us but that's nothing um, this won't last you. You know what I'm saying? We don't know how long this is going to last. And you have to pay bills. How are you going to pay your bills? 
Will it come down to you paying your electricity bill or feeding your children? Will it come, you know, the schools are closing. You can't, when you, you can't complain about having the kids home and them not having anything to do. Because if you're there, or if you have someone there, or if you have to work some kind of way anyway, and you have to leave them there, they're old enough to be left uh, with the younger kids, or they're old enough themselves, then they should have all types of homework. When I say homework, I'm not saying like this math and geography and, and English and all this kind of stuff, stuff that you automatically learn in school. They need to learn trades, how to make uh, you know, go on YouTube. If it's something they're interested in, learn a new language, uh, read books, um, learn trades. If you're interested in in uh, in um, fixing cars, interested in in uh, flowers, flower. You want to open a business one day. Um, you gotta. You now is the time that you, you, got, you need to teach them how to, you know, save money. Um, talk about money and currency and and banking and savings accounts and the importance of working and give them some street knowledge, some knowledge that will suffice them after they get out of school. You can teach the elementary things that ne- they need to know that they have learned and and that they need to know to get further, but get them online and have them do homework that way. You can look up Google uh, for different um, grades and age groups and things that they can learn right there with their computer or smartphone or on their tablet. But have your children learning something every day if it's a new language. If it's take them, if you got a broken radio, take it apart and show them. And they go on YouTube and learn how to fix it. Uh, they need trades. You know what I'm saying? Um, so Debbie and I were talking, and I thought about everybody's gonna. You know, right now at this time, you got to think of a hustle, and it's gonna have to be an indoor hustle. So. Um, there are a lot of home jobs uh, where you can supplement your income. Um, it's real important. You got phone uh, uh, jobs, uh, telemarketing jobs that are available. Um, the best jobs to work from home would be like internet uh, data entry. Um, if you don't know data entry, then take classes online. There are a lot of free classes online right now. Google them. See if you can get free classes. Look for the trades that you're interested in to learn. Um, uh, freelance. You could be a freelance writer. I'm a writer myself. Um, just start writing. You can send your um, expose, your exposés and your writings to um, different magazines. Go online. Um Put your work out online. You can start uh, um, uh, uh, informa- giving information on Instagram, Twitter. You know, you can get monetary. Uh, you can uh, uh, get money if you have enough hits on, on your YouTube shows. Start a YouTube show. Um, things that you might want to do uh, that you've always been interested in. This is the time to do it. Um, social media. Uh, they have social media managers. 
Um, go to Amazon Jobs. Look up uh, jobs that are available from home uh, on Amazon Jobs. You have virtual assistance jobs you can look up. Turn your passion into money on social media, uh, on social media websites. Uh, Flex.jobs. Uh, they specialize in work at home jobs. Um, they usually publish an annual list of top companies uh, that jobs that you can get that you can work from home. Um, learn a new language, uh, and or, or if you already know multiple languages, or you know a different, you know you have two, you you're bilingual. Um, you can contact companies and see if you can get a job uh, translating uh, for them at home jobs you got to be creative in your mind and how you find the jobs um like i said google them uh, google companies that you would be interested in working for uh if you were out looking on for the job on the job force call those comp i mean call the companies email the companies ask them what's available online if that company doesn't have anything for you to work from home online then call the next company um You know, you got uh, dispatchers for different uh, jobs. Uh, You can go to Lion Bridge, uh, which is also a site that has many part-time and freelance jobs. Uh, Translation services are available. Maybe you want to go do data entry, like I said, because data entry clerks, they they make between $18 and $25 an hour. They work from home. Um, You also have phone banking if you're uh, into... um, the the uh, the voting, uh, you can uh, contact the the Republican Party, the Democratic Party, the Liberal Party, whatever party that you belong to or want to work for. You can contact them by phone, and they you can do phone banking for them from home. I worked for President Obama, uh, so I know, and I did phone banking from home uh, many times. And they plug you in, and they give you a sheet of the people for you to call, and you can call people and uh, from home. Uh, Live Ops is another um, site that refers to its, uh, itself as the Modern Call Center. Uh, this should give you a strong indication of what they do and how it, where it takes place. The company doesn't have call centers in the usual uh, sense, but instead they employ over 20,000 independent agents. They're working uh, remotely from home. Um, and they describe itself as the world's largest cloud contact center. That's live, L-I-V-E, OPS, O-P-S. Um, people... Uh, uh, my god sister asked me she said do you think people are going to change after or when uh, we get out of this pandemic and you know what I said this is me personally I said I don't think so I think like evil ungrateful unkind people remain the same even in situations like this it can actually exasperate um, those people where they can become dangerous in situations like this because if we get to a point where we don't have enough food and we can't go out and there are no grocery stores not available. Did you guys see the movie um, um, Bird Box? If you didn't, you better watch it because this was happening right now. Or Independence Day back in the day that um, Will Smith was in. 
It's art imitating life, life imitating art. But um, there are kind people who are going to remain kind. But it's kind of like when you have a baby and like you almost died from from um, giving birth, or you that pain was something that you, you you it was unbearable almost. And then you turn around and get pregnant again. You turn around and have more kids again because you forgot that pain once it was over. Um, so that's why, or like people who overdose, uh, overdose on drugs, and then, then they end up relapsing. They relapse because they forgot about, they almost died on the overdose once they got well. So that's what I mean when I say that people don't, I don't know how many people will really change from after this happening. It may bring out the worst in people before it will bring out the best in people. But then you have people that are already kind, already considerate, who will remain that way or even it exasperates where they will even be kinder. Um, like I said, you know, go through, if you live in an apartment building, uh, put your mask on, put your gloves on, knock on people's door, check on them if you want to, or uh, get their phone numbers. If you already have their phone numbers, check on the elderly, check on your, your family, check on your friends. You don't have to visit them because you're not only making it where they are could get the virus, you can get the virus as well. I have a friend uh, who has cancer, and she she always wore a mask around people. Because she doesn't want to catch what you might have. And that's the same thing. This is what I'm saying. So, life is going to go on. So you got to come up with different ways to make things happen for you. Now, AT&T, Sprint, um, T-Mobile, and Comcast, they said they will not terminate uh, uh, anyone's service for the next 60 days if you're having a problem (coughs) with uh, paying the bill because you're out of work. Uh, because of this viral pandemic. Um, I saw um, um, an article where people were saying, it was, it was, it was really uh, like a lot of white men. They were standing on line to try, the line was so long to, they couldn't let everybody in to get into this gun shop. And they're arming themselves. And they interviewed one of the guys and he said, yeah, we're arming ourselves because the lower class may end up so broke and s- that they will go out stealing and killing to try and get uh, food and water from other people or rob other people in order to get the money to get some of the things that they need. It, it can just become like a wild, wild west situation and this could happen. So they were saying they're arming themselves like to, against the lower class but when I saw it I was like you know these people are racist because the rich ain't making no money now either and it's gonna get worse if uh, Macy's and Bloomingdale's and IBM and all the corporations are closing and restaurants and bars are closing these people can't they pay rent for their establishments. They won't, they're not getting no money to pay the rent for establishments, and they definitely ain't gonna get no, they can't keep paying you. 
So if you get paid, your boss has laid you off, and you, they're telling you, okay, we'll give, we're going to pay you for the next two weeks or the next month, that ends quick. Then what? Unemployment, they're saying, is in, it's just so many people are contacting unemployment that they are just overwhelmed. Everybody's not going to be able to get unemployment. Um, if you're dependent on a check from number 45, that's not going to last. It can, you know, you, you're going to have to maybe arm yourself. Rich people are going to have to arm themselves just like poor people are going to need to arm themselves. Poor people are going to have to arm themselves because nobody knows necessarily how poor you are. So somebody will try and rob you too. So now so now everybody's going to have guns. This, this um, situation that I saw, these uh, white men were buying uh, real artillery. They were buying uh, AK-47s. They were buying real artillery. And it seems to me like everybody might need to arm themselves. Nobody knows what's getting ready to happen. This is a world that we have never known. And we have to take it serious. We can take it serious and still be relatively happy because we can be learning from it. And learning other things. Things that we might have always wanted to do. Now is the time to do it. Because you're indoors. You're in the house. And you'll be able to do it. Even if you never walked. Or or exercised. Or ran. Now this is the time that you can actually do it. As long as you're away from other people. That's that's where it comes in. Where you distance yourself. Um, in Detroit. They're saying that. Uh, 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 the, a lot of the mortgages. Uh, it would be, you don't have to, you know, worry about that for like two months or so. Uh, in New York, uh, they're saying evictions will be halted until this is over. Um, so you got to take advantage of these situations by trying to find out, find something else that you can do from home. And everything is at your fingertips when you have a phone, a pad. Or a computer. I'm worried about the inmates. Uh, in most, the, I, you know, from my, under, from, from, from my perspective, no matter your status, black people know somebody that knows. If they don't know the person, they know somebody that knows somebody that's in prison. And they are the last to be thought of. And this is a place that they are not isolated at all because they have, you know, the cells. You can't isolate yourself from the next person if your cells right next to you and all those people together. Uh, I did read that hopefully that a lot of um, inmates will be released that were first offenders, nonviolent soon. Um. And you've got to isolate yourself, self. You've got to distance yourself. Stand six feet away from people if you have to. Don't get comfortable in relying on thinking that your employer is going to pay you from now on because they're not. And there is really no time frame that an establishment can say 
we're going to reopen. Um, because the government is shutting things down every day, day by day. This is a real pandemic, something that we have never, including myself, have ever gone through. This is not the measles. This is not, uh, this is not uh, AIDS, SARS, Ebola, uh, where, you know, you just, everybody's not, you know, going to necessarily get it right next door or in your home. And that's why I say people are ignorant, because you could be that person now. You could be that person. So you could be that statistic. So don't look at these statistics like um, it's just a little a little amount of people that's gonna uh, you know perish or get sick. Everybody's not gonna die from it, but there are people that are gonna die from it. There are people who are gonna be very very sick from it. Um. So let's try and help one another. And the only way we can help one another is to distance yourself and to isolate yourself. Okay? Um, anybody know who Andrew Gilliam is? Andrew Gilliam was this outstanding, upstanding um, black politician from Florida who was just recently um, uh, in a scandal where he was discovered in a hotel room so inebriated, uh, they believe... Um, from alcohol and methamphetamine. Uh, somebody called uh, the police or the ambulance because somebody supposedly OD'd in that the hotel room that got up there. Andrew Gilliam, the uh, upstanding uh, politician, family man, was in that room with um, a gay male escort and methamphetamine. So now we realize people aren't who they say they are. I mean, here's somebody who everybody thinks is this, you know, really outstanding, upstanding politician, a family man. And uh, he's in a room, a hotel room with a gay escort and uh, methamphetamine. How many black people do meth? That, that was very strange to me, too. You know, maybe he got it for his male escort, and uh, then he tried it. But anyway, they said that when the police got there in the ambulance, uh, Andrew Gilliam couldn't even talk. Now he's, um, when I say talk, he wasn't able to talk, literally. And he, was, and he was regurgitating, they said, you know, so that was like a real shock. I'm like, what is happening? He uh, explained to his wife from the reports I read that... Um, he uh, was depressed because he had, you know, lost the election, the last election in Florida, and that he had an alcohol problem. But there was meth in the room in the gay, in the gay escort. That has not even, uh, he didn't address that at all because you can't um, go, there's no rehab for that. Uh, there's rehab for the meth, but not for, for hiring gay escorts. Um, listen, don't elbow people. You know, the elbow, they're telling you to do el- there's no touching. Self-isolate and distance yourself. People are sneezing in their elbows. They're coughing in their elbows. Just don't touch anybody. Stand six feet away. Um, also, you know, I'm worried about the senior animals. You know, people's fur babies, their pets that they have. When you have, when you have senior animals, um, please don't discard them. Uh, take care of them. 
they they get hip problems and they get actual problems like we get they get diabetes um one of my sisters she had to give her her cat um insulin um they get all kind of problems tumors and cancer and stuff don't um discard them they have feelings you know uh i love cats and dogs uh some people are cat people some people are dog people some people are both um Cats and dogs are different, just like a man and a woman. You know, when people say, I can't stand cats because you don't know them. When people are scared of dogs because you don't really know them. You know, their their nature. So, um, but don't discard your animals. And, and if you're alone uh, during this time, uh, go um, put your gloves on, put your mask on, and go adopt or foster uh, an animal or some animals. And since you have someone to be there with you and to take care of, and they can't get the coronavirus. Um, so think about that. And look, even the strip clubs are closed. I saw a, a, a video of, you know, I don't know if you guys know what bottle bottle girls are. The bottle girls are the strip clubs. They are the ones who take the drink. This is the big strip clubs. They take the drinks to the tables, you know, where the ballers are, the entertainers, the rich guys are, doling out all the money. And the, the girls are dressed like, you know, skimpy. You know, they have on little shorts or little skirts and little halter tops, whatever. They're usually very cute. And they hold their hands up in the air, the bottles, as they're going to the table where they're, where they're taking, the, delivering the champagne to or the drinks, whatever. And they attach to the bottles... They have sparklers on them. So when they're going through the crowd, going to the table, it's like it's real exciting to see. You know, you see the sparklers going off and the girls are cute and they're going to the tables, taking the drinks to the ballers that they're taking them to. And now I saw on this video a girl in one of the clubs. She was holding up uh, hand sanitizer with the sparklers attached to them going to tables, which was really funny. But that's the times that we're actually living in. If you're lonely and you don't want to adopt a pet or foster a pet, go online and and find some love. It could be temporary. You know, you don't have to find, it doesn't have to be like the love of your life. Go on one of the sites. They got all kind of dating sites where you're not going to date. You're going to date online is what I mean. You got, uh, you know, chat lines and you got... um, you can swipe left, swipe right. You got, you got um, dating sites for um, young people. The you go in the thirties, the forties, the fifties, the sixties, the seventies, the eighties. You can find someone to just have an online relationship with. It. It could be exciting. It could be fun. Um, and you both be, could be lying to each other, but at least it'll be fun while while you're isolated. Um, give you something to do, keeps your spirits up when you think someone is caring about you or you're laughing with the person online or even having um, virtual sex with them online. Um, you know, um, um, what do they call it? The, the texting when you... Um, sexting. Um, and you know, listen, in Florida, do you know that the, the nursing homes have uh, more STDs than anybody in the United States, the Florida nursing homes. Um, so you, now you can go online, you won't even get an STD. Just, you know, just go online, swipe and play along 
with some people and get a, you know, you, it might turn into a real relationship eventually one day. You never know. But um, it's just another alternative to keep you, you know, occupied while you're in your house or you're at home um, during these hard times. So um, I really appreciate you guys um, taking the time to listen to the Amber Show's podcast. I am on Spotify. This is Anchor uh, FM podcast, and I'm also on Google Podcasts. I hope um, that we all uh, continue to um, be respectful and kind uh, to one another. This is an important time where we, where we should be. Um, and to all those self-isolating for the greater good, uh, well done. Uh, to anybody who is poorly, uh, we wish you well. To anybody who works in healthcare, human or animal, or in retail, sanitation, or any other necessary job, uh, we thank you. Uh, stay safe, wash your hands, and above all, be kind to each other. Thank you for coming to the Amber Show podcast. Have a good night and come back and listen to me tomorrow. Good night, everybody.